Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Mental Health Podcast. Um, I have uh, Olivia here with me and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. Um, hey Olivia, how are things with you? Hello, thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest on your show and to be able to share with your audience. Thank you. Um, so, so the first thing that I ask people uh, to do is like um, talk a little bit about themselves, who they are, so people understand, you know, where you're coming from, and like, you know, that gives them a perspective as well. So here you go. The floor yeah, is yours. Yeah, sure. So my name is Olivia Nunn. I am the founder and CEO of Olivia Nunn Communications. I am a 20-year mm-hmm. retired veteran of the United States Army, and my personally, I believe that is the best branch of all those six services. I may be a little biased, but um, Mm -hmm. I am first generation Korean American. Uh, My Mm -hmm. father served in the United States Army. It's one of the reasons why I followed his footsteps into service. But Mm -hmm. uh, besides being a veteran, uh, I am a combat veteran. I served three tours into Iraq. I was Mm -hmm. married at one point. I served 20 years with a partner who was also in the military. We did 20 years together. He was also an army veteran, an officer. Mm -hmm. We, We had two children together uh, a son mm-hmm. and a daughter and mm-hmm. um at the end of our tour we retired together we went through mm-hmm. an unexpected divorce and mm-hmm. that um put me into a position of um, understanding suicide and mental health in a way that I did not understand before and mm-hmm. I started plan my suicide and in and almost was very successful at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides being a military officer, uh, I say that I'm a, a lethal planner. The military taught me that. And mm-hmm. uh, besides being a, a business owner, uh, a new entrepreneur, I am a, a pageant queen. I am Ms. Virginia Petite, and I go to okay. a national competition here in August. So uh-huh. super excited about that. But uh, I co-parent, you know, I, I'm really good friends with my ex-husband. Uh, we are good mm-hmm. friends, which is, you know, I know a lot of people can't necessarily say that. Uh, mm-hmm. What other hats do I have? Uh, I am a podcast host. I podcast for Military Officers Association of America. We had three seasons. And mm-hmm. I also podcast with my new partner. Uh, I, I've been in a relationship for almost two years and we podcast together on mm-hmm. topics of mental health and mm-hmm. uh, being diverse. I, like I said, I'm Korean American. I'm actually, mm-hmm. um, for those that aren't necessarily seeing this podcast, I am Korean mm-hmm. and English. So I'm biracial. And my new partner, mm-hmm. he is, um, he's African American and Puerto Rican. So we talk about the aspects of being, uh, you know, biracial individuals. And he also mm-hmm. is someone who retired from the military. He did 26 years in the military. He was special operations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, for those that understand that kind of background, that's very unique when you are a minority within special operations. So mm-hmm. diff- different different pieces. 
And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what else am I doing when I'm not busy with that? I'm a mental health advocate that I, I said, and, um, oftentimes you can see me very plugged in into the military community. I'm in the DC area. I've gone to Capitol mm -hmm. Hill talking about mental health. Um, I'm mm -hmm. also talking about substance use and addiction recovery within that space. Um, mm -hmm. And talking about uh, food scarcity in the military community as well. So if, mm -hmm. if it's involving the military community and ways to uplift it and, and talking mm -hmm. about it, shining a light and how do we change mm -hmm. policy to better that community, I guarantee mm -hmm. you probably see me involved. So a lot right there, a giant um, intro. But for those that haven't heard me, that's kind of what, what I'm doing. That's what fulfill my, fulfills my day. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think... For the amount of things you're doing, I think it was a short intro because uh, you know it, it it sort of overwhelmed me when when I heard a lot of things uh, that you did mention. Um, but you know, I like to start things simple because um, you know, uh, for me, I want to understand um, the simple questions, right? So let me get started with what does mental health mean to you? You know, I think mental health is understanding the simple fact that, it, it, first of all, simplicity, right? It's a brain, right? Mm -hmm. The brain is mm -hmm. the powerhouse to everything in your body. It, it controls mm -hmm. everything. But really understanding mm -hmm. the fact that it is about resting and working that powerhouse. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. understanding that rest is important in your life. And mm -hmm. I think generationally, so I'm a Gen Xer. And mm -hmm. from a Gen X and then the, the generation before that, boomers, mm -hmm. right? We come mm -hmm. from this mindset that we're always on. Rest mm -hmm. is not a word that we take. Rest is only for sleep. And you only do mm -hmm. that because it's mandatory. Mm -hmm. And if you are resting, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's a very hard concept to kind of shy away from and to break that very bad habit. Mm -hmm. And for me, mental health is... In, giving yourself permission to give mm -hmm. not only your brain, but your mm -hmm. body rest and mm -hmm. acknowledging that you may have trauma and trauma mm -hmm. is not necessarily a bad word that mm -hmm. you need to be able to recover mm -hmm. and holistically, which is mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, and physically take care mm -hmm. of yourself and mm -hmm. not feel guilty about those mm -hmm. pieces of yourself first, not last, mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. can put yourself back together and then mm -hmm. feed those around you. And you mm -hmm. need to do it continuously, not you know check the block and you do it once a year, right? Mm -hmm. This is a continuous mm -hmm. process that you need to do throughout the week, throughout mm -hmm. the month, so that you mm -hmm. can perform optimally for mm -hmm. your family and friends and even for your job definitely um you know i think uh, one thing that sort of stuck a note was giving yourself permission um you know I, and i think a lot of people sort of struggle with that aspect um because uh, th there is this sense of expectation that you know you can do certain things um and there is that expectation for yourself where you say hey you know what i'm capable and you know i can deliver and you know that sort of creates this um sense of struggle um you know uh, uh, i also wanted to sort of dig deeper into the aspect of 
your own personal experience in terms of suicide right because there's something that i haven't touched on and you know i i i i sort of want to understand like what that means and like uh, uh, why is there so much stigma around that term and like uh, you know what does you know what comes up for you when i mention the term as well yeah i you know i think when you say suicide there's shame mm-hmm. there's regret there's mm-hmm. embarrassment Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this sense of failure, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I, so not only am I Asian, mm-hmm. right. And in the Asian community, we don't acknowledge mental health mm-hmm. at all. Number mm-hmm. one, and we don't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I come from a military community. So mm-hmm. high performance type, a aggressive alpha type personalities. And mm-hmm. it is this concept of, you need to be dominant, you need to be Mm -hmm. strong and Mm -hmm. show no weakness. Right. And when you are asking for help and you're Mm -hmm. saying there's something broken, and I think mental health and suicide gives this perception of brokenness, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, You're, you're admitting a defeat, a brokenness. Mm -hmm. um, And so therefore you don't talk about it. You, mm-hmm. you, there's no conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And so therefore all of those words surrounding the word suicide are mm-hmm. all negative. And so therefore you just don't really talk about it. You don't even conceptualize it. And, um, and therefore it just gives you this, this really, you know, I, it's hard to explain, but like this icky feeling, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's the norm around it, right? It's this hush hush mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. And when that's the norm, mm-hmm. right? And that's the expected norm, both mm-hmm. from a cultural perspective in both places for me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, that's just how you view it. And we've got to break the way in which we see that. Um, mm-hmm because that's not a healthy perspective at all. I, mm-hmm. I think we have to normalize that suicide happens mm-hmm. and that it's not, um, and I don't wanna say it's not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's not the right thing to say either. I think what mm-hmm. we need to recognize is that why are people wanting to choose that route? And how mm-hmm. can we better understand them? And how can mm-hmm. we better help them? Mm-hmm. And really be there for them in a way that they're willing to ask for help. Because mm-hmm. that was the hardest thing for me, right? Mm-hmm. Literally uttering the word help. Like mm-hmm. I, it was it was so hard to say mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for the longest time, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, growing up in an Asian culture or an Asian community, um, uh, what is normalized is faith um, heals all. Faith sort of gives you um, everything that you need. And um, everything that happens, all the conversations around your own troubles, your own problems, it's all sort of associated with faith. And, you know, it's so hit a note when you said, you know, asking for help is such a huge challenge 
um, because you don't know what that means. Um, you don't see other people, you know, doing that, or you don't see your own, uh, uh, you know, friends or colleagues, you know, doing that and normalizing that. And, you know, th there is that, you know, sense of struggle. Um, you know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit from the minority aspect, right? You said you're Korean-American. Like, can you, like, you know, explain to people, like, what does that mean? Like, how does that define you? as an individual when you say you are korean american or uh, you know and why do you emphasize saying you are korean first and then american as well so uh, can you talk a little bit about that as well so, yeah so i think for me right so i'm when i say first generation because so my mother is korean my father mm -hmm. is korean and english both of mm -hmm. them were born in korea my mother is full korean my father mm -hmm. is half korean and half at the time, we found out he's now English because my dad did a 23andMe a couple years ago, but we just knew he was mm -hmm. white. He's mm -hmm. a product of the Korean War, an American soldier, you know, mm -hmm. goes over to Korea, gets, you know, has a relationship with a Korean woman. Mm -hmm. And he was adopted um, later by an American family out of Korea mm -hmm. and came to America. So he was adopted out and mm -hmm. he grew up in the United States and mm -hmm. joins the military and goes to Korea and meets my mother and gets mm -hmm. married. And so so when you look at me, you know that I'm mixed. So I so technically if you do the math, right? If you follow along here in the math, I'm three quarters Korean and a quarter English, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was born in United States. So the reason why I say I'm Korean American because my makeup, right? My my ethnic makeup is I'm Korean majority. Mm -hmm. But I'm mm -hmm. American because that is my nationality, right? Mm -hmm. I am American, born and raised here, and mm -hmm. um, and very proud of that. But I'm mm -hmm. very proud of the fact that I am Korean by ethnicity because of the fact that my parents raised me in a household of Korean culture, Korean rules, Korean guidelines. So mm -hmm. I grew up in a house, you know, so I, like I said, I'm a Gen X, right? So that puts me in the late 70s, early 80s. So mm -hmm. that was a time of assimilations. Mm -hmm. Act white, be white, do white, right? Mm -hmm. And in fact, growing up, I was one of 10 kids that didn't look white. Everybody mm -hmm. in my neighborhood was white. Mm -hmm. And it's so much so that my language, my native language was stripped from me because mm -hmm. I still remember this. Mm -hmm. My elementary teacher told my parents, whatever language you're speaking at home, you mm -hmm. need to stop that because mm -hmm. Olivia's vocabulary stunted at school mm -hmm. because she's not mm -hmm. speaking well enough. She's got an accent. Mm -hmm. Now, today's age, I can appreciate that we don't do that as much, right? It, mm -hmm. it is very appraised that your child can speak more than one language. And, mm -hmm. and I love that fact that we have become so diverse in America. But that wasn't mm -hmm. that way back then, right? Mm -hmm. So I understand my language, but I can barely speak it. And, mm -hmm. and that's that's a shame, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so, but I understand my culture. I understand mm -hmm. the rules. I know how mm -hmm. to be very respectful. And mm -hmm. I'm very prideful of mm -hmm. where I come from. And mm -hmm. the best way to describe how much so I love my culture and respect my culture and very close to that is you know when i when i try to explain to someone who doesn't get that is mm -hmm. watch the disney animation mulan 
right? Mm-hmm. Family mm-hmm. honor so important to mm-hmm. to the Asian heritage. So watch Mulan. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Um, if you can get Mulan, then you get the way I think. Right. And so with that being said, because everything is tied to family, it is not mm-hmm. about you as an individual. It is mm-hmm. everything that you succeed is because of your family. Everything mm-hmm. that you fail to do is because your family failed to teach you or to validate for you. So there's mm-hmm. so much pressure on you to be mm-hmm. perfect, right? Mm-hmm. To be perfect because it's not you. It is literally you are representing mm-hmm. your family and the mm-hmm. thousands of generations that have come mm-hmm. before you, right? It is mm-hmm. the last name. Because if you look at the Asians, right? It is your last name. It's not Olivia, right? I mm-hmm. descend from the Jung family. So it's all mm-hmm. the Jung family that rest upon my shoulder, mm-hmm. right? And if you think about Mulan, what does Mushu, the little dragon, always say, dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, right? He's being funny, ha ha, but that's actually the culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's about perfectionism. And, and when mm-hmm. tying to our conversation about mental health, this is why mm-hmm. mental health is such a taboo topic within our culture. Because mm-hmm. mental health means that you're saying there's something broken about you. There's something that's not right about you. There's something that is invalid about you. You're no longer perfect. You're no longer performing. You're not mm-hmm. perfect. Therefore, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I think w- one thing that br- you brought up was, you know, being part of the Jung family. And, you know, I, I think about my own last name, um, you know, and uh, I sort of emphasize that, you know, I am from the Rao family and, you know, everything that I do sort of portrays uh, what perception people have about the entire family, even though, you know, I am an individual and I have to sort of consider myself as a separate and not representing the entire family and not representing their honor and tradition and culture. Uh, and, And that sort of goes with it. Um, you know, um, one thing that sort of also um, came up was like you mentioned, you know, the stigma around suicide. But like, can you talk a little bit about your own experience, right? Like what happened there? And like, you know, uh, and s- something that sort of also struck to me was like, you know, there is this aspect of people trying to do it multiple times. And like, you know, I, I've seen that and like, you know, not succeeding. And like, what what does that sort of do to your own mental health? And like, how, how do you sort of deal with it on as well? So, yeah. So my story, and I, you know, I've, I've shared this in multiple other podcasts and other conversations, because you know, here's my belief. Mm-hmm. When you share your story as painful, mm-hmm. embarrassing and vulnerable as you are, Mm-hmm. It allows those that hear your story, mm-hmm. the breath to see themselves in you mm-hmm. and the courage to share their story. Mm-hmm. And that is why I share it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also for your own individual sake, the ability to heal when you do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So here's my story. Mm-hmm. I mentioned I was retiring after 20 years. And I had some trauma within my own time of service that I chose not to heal from. I mm-hmm. I kept shoving it in a box 
I was assaulted mm -hmm. when I was a, a young officer. I was physically mm -hmm. assaulted by my own teammate. Um, there were other things that had happened throughout my career, sexism, um, mm -hmm. you know, other things that I just shoved into this box, right? And mm -hmm. like I said, I'd, I'd done three combat tours to Iraq and there was quite a few close calls that I almost didn't come home from. And I just jokingly kind of played them all off of like, oh, you know, I almost mm -hmm. didn't come home from that one. And mm -hmm. I really played them off as like, they were just kind of like a no big deal. Like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I almost got, kind of almost got blown up right there. But actually mm -hmm. when I really think about it, they were mm -hmm. actually pretty serious. But I just mm -hmm. played them off as I think as a, as a way to survive that moment. And mm -hmm. also I think as a way to, to downplay how serious mm -hmm. it was because I felt guilty because they weren't at, to me, I downplayed it because, oh, it wasn't as hard as some of the, mm -hmm. the things that my other counterparts are doing because I wasn't a door kicker because I wasn't doing these things. So therefore this event mm -hmm. that happened to me mm -hmm. wasn't that important. Right. I was, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was gaslighting myself instead mm -hmm. of just recognizing for the fact that no, mm -hmm. I seriously almost just died. Um, mm -hmm. And it was serious. All that mm -hmm. to say that a lot of trauma and I needed to, to come to grips with that on top of here I am at the end of my career mm -hmm. and I'm going through this, this unexpected divorce. Mm -hmm. I had a beautiful love story with my mm -hmm. now ex-husband and mm -hmm. we both had things that were happening and it was mm -hmm. so unexpected. And because mm -hmm. I didn't see this coming and I don't think mm -hmm. that he really did either, but mm -hmm. all of a sudden I found myself, you know, married with two children mm -hmm. thinking that we were building this after the military life. And now everything mm -hmm. is just falling apart. Everything that mm -hmm. I had dreamed of with him was just now shattering. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do because my mm -hmm. identity was so wrapped up in being Lieutenant Colonel Olivia mm -hmm. Nunn who had mm -hmm. built this successful life and career. And this Lieutenant Colonel Olivia Nunn was going to be Olivia Nunn married to this successful retired army officer who we were building a business together, right? We're going to mm -hmm. live this amazing life together. And I didn't mm -hmm. know who to be outside of that. And everything mm -hmm. that I had planned and dreamed just mm -hmm. went poof. Mm -hmm. And that perfection, that perfect life that mm -hmm. everyone thought that we were, right? We were known as a power couple. You know, mm -hmm. there were general officers and staff members that always wanted us, right? We had performed mm -hmm. very well. And all mm -hmm. I could think about was I was a complete, utter failure. I couldn't mm -hmm. even keep my marriage together, right? Mm -hmm. Look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm such mm -hmm. a loser. Mm -hmm. And I was in a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, like that mm -hmm. the man that I love so much, and he said that he loved me, could no longer love me. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I just thought I was a burden. That's mm -hmm. the only thing I can think of, right? I'm mm -hmm. a loser. I, it, that I was incapable, that mm -hmm. everything that I worked for just fell apart. Mm -hmm. And so you start quickly going down a very dark, dark place. Everything mm -hmm. just starts falling apart. Mm -hmm. And, and I say this, right? The military taught me how to be a very successful planner. I was a very deadly planner. I'm very good at attention to detail. So much so right. that I that I started to plan 
how to mm-hmm. end my life. You know, three mm-hmm. different ways, right? So the military says mm-hmm. you always come up with three different ways in which how to take to do an operation. And mm-hmm. I almost um, successfully executed one of those options. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't, mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons is, you know, you just come to a point where you realize that you you do want your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some key moments that some people checked in on me. And then mm-hmm. also you realize that the person that's going to save you is you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes people don't want to hear that mm-hmm. because that's hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no magic pill. There's no mm-hmm. magic button. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, a huge part, a very, very big part was faith. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm a follower of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they, it was leaning back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking the first step of saying I mm-hmm. needed help. Mm-hmm. Right. And when, and, and then in saying that, then it's the other parts that start clicking. Right. It's the reminder that I'm a mom mm-hmm. and my kids need me. Right. Mm-hmm. That I'm not a loser. Right. All those little mm-hmm. start, the, all those things. Right. And the mm-hmm. calls start coming in, the people start checking, right? The the ones that are really there for you. Mm-hmm. But it, those first few moments, mm-hmm. those those days, you know, mm-hmm. going down that that downward spiral is mm-hmm. is hard. It's rough, and then mm-hmm. coming back out that that's a that's a hard hard climb, and that's not done. In one day, right? Mm-hmm. So that was done in, in months, mm-hmm. and, and that's not linear, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my journey doesn't look like anybody else's. And there's, mm-hmm. and, and I've said this: there's plenty of light days, and there's some dark days. And and once you've been touched by that that idea, it doesn't mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. Right? Just because I. You know, those that follow me on social media, they see a lot of happy days, right? Because, again, mm-hmm. social media is a snapshot in time. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, you just, yeah, because I just celebrated my birthday yesterday. And so mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you had this amazing day. Yes, I had an amazing day yesterday. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that the other days aren't amazing. I just mm-hmm. may not catalog those days. Mm-hmm. Or, I, or maybe what I didn't share is that there are 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have 24 hours of amazingness. Maybe right. I had two hours of ama- amazingness and I cataloged those two hours on social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there, there have been other times since that, since that one particular moment that I thought mm-hmm. about ending it. So mm-hmm. it's a constant, constant work of reminding yourself of, mm-hmm. I need to not step off that ledge. Right. Mm-hmm. Both figuratively and metaphorically, right? Definitely. Um, and this is something that I haven't shared, but you know, uh, one thing you know, it almost happened to me as well, where I just walked off the ledge. Um, and it is interesting that you mentioned that was the point that sort of stopped me was like, if I fail at this. I don't know where I go from here. You know, the the, the consequence of it. 
right how, how do you how do you how do you sort of talk to people how how do you how do you build yourself up from there because you know you you feel like and and you mentioned that like you know failure right and and i feel felt like you know if you fail at this uh i don't know where i go from here and you know th- and that that was the thing that sort of stopped me and you know I, and you know this is the first time i'm you know talking about this out loud as well but um but yes um it, it is a struggle um and, and and the other thing that you also mentioned was social media only lets you catalog certain moments in your life and it's overwhelming to be sharing all the time what you're doing what you're dealing with um and it is so customary for people to share the happier versions of themselves um uh, you know people don't talk about the struggles and you know even the people who talk about the struggles the celebrities you know sometimes i feel like you know everything is sort of dramatized in such a way that you know people don't really understand if it is real right and how do you sort of trust if you know something is actually be shown as vulnerable versus a media campaign or a marketing campaign of sorts right and you know getting that sense of uh, trust in people is a challenge of its own um you know i i, I want to take a, a moment and say you know uh, you know thank you and thank you and for for sharing your story you know cuz i know that that wasn't easy to say your side of the story and the fact that you just shared it for the first time right mm-hmm. it it's not easy to mm-hmm. take the first step and say that i've almost ended it right mm-hmm. um because there's a sense of thinking what is what is everyone else going to think of me right mm-hmm. are they going to think mm-hmm. that i'm a loser or mm-hmm. um you know are they going to look at me different because they thought that i couldn't you know keep my shit together right because mm-hmm. i i was weak in that moment um mm-hmm. it, it it's hard to be vulnerable mm-hmm. so thanks for sharing yeah um yeah um you know before i lose my frame of thought I, i i just wanted to sort of ask you as well so you mentioned you know you had a parent who was in the military and like you know i just want to touch up on that aspect as in like families getting involved in the military and like you know generations of families sort of getting involved in the military so like you know can you talk a little bit about that aspect as well and like you know what is going on and like uh how is that sort of impacting people as well so yeah yeah so i'm glad that you asked so my last job in the united states army was with an organization called us army soldier for life it's a strategic mm-hmm. organization that worked on the business or on behalf of the united states army about everything from transition employment um education and health and wellness and i loved mm-hmm. what i did for mm-hmm. that organization so here's mm-hmm. the statistics Mhm. 0.45%. So we're not mm-hmm. even talking 1% actively mm-hmm. serves in any one of the six branches of the United States military. So mm-hmm. I don't like math. So let's keep mm-hmm. it simple and let's round up 1%. Mm-hmm. 1% mm-hmm. of the US population is in the military. Mhm. 99% is not. Mhm. Of the 99% that is not in the military, 50% mm-hmm. of America does not understand the military is not mm-hmm. touched by the military 
is clueless mm -hmm. about the military, doesn't even know mm -hmm. what the military does, and only mm -hmm. understands based on what it sees in movies and on the news. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gives you a background on what that is. Mm -hmm. When you ask today's recruits, why mm -hmm. did they join the military? Mm -hmm. 80% will tell you, I joined the military because they had a positive conversation about the military with someone. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you're thinking, wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. let me peel that back a little bit more. 80% mm -hmm. had a positive conversation with someone about that military, but mm -hmm. that person that they had that conversation with was mm -hmm. a family member, mm -hmm. um, a father, a mother, mm -hmm. a brother, mm -hmm. a sister, a grandma, a grandpa, an aunt, an uncle. You get, mm -hmm. you get the drift here? Family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a family member was institutional and inspirational in them joining the military. So what mm -hmm. you're seeing is that we have generational service into the military. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're getting, generations of service, which is mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. And like you've said, and I've said, I am following my father's footsteps. He served mm -hmm. and now I serve. And mm -hmm. here's the problem. We have had recruitment problems across all branches of service for the past few years for a lot of reasons. And mm -hmm. we can't keep doing this for a mm -hmm. lot of reasons. We are an mm -hmm. all volunteer force and have been since after the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a great thing, right? Nobody wants a draft, but mm -hmm. we all, and when I say all, I'm talking all citizens of America, and those mm -hmm. that are not citizens but want to be citizens, a great way mm -hmm. to earn your citizenship faster is actually mm -hmm. to join the military. Mm -hmm. And here's why. The defense of our nation, right? That's everybody's right. That is mm -hmm. everybody's duty. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, service to our nation should be looked upon as something with, with high respect, Mm -hmm. And it should be everyone's job to do, not mm -hmm. something that's just, oh, those people, mm -hmm. right? I appreciate the fact that we are appreciated and, and people mm -hmm. do say thank you for our service. And, and a lot of organizations and people and, and, uh, and American uh, Americans in general, you know, do a lot for, for our service members. But do more than say thank you, right? Mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. more by giving back. And part of it's also give back by serving. You don't have to do mm -hmm. 20 years like me. Do a couple mm -hmm. of years. It'll change mm -hmm. your life in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. With that being said, the reason why we need to make sure we're changing the way we're looking at service and why it's everyone's duty, because this is mm -hmm. our country, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Service is made up of those that come from every zip code. The military mm -hmm. is a cross-reference of every zip code all across mm -hmm. America. It is the mm -hmm. most diverse organization, mm -hmm. period. Right? Mm -hmm. Do you know how we get social justice? We learn it through the military. Mm -hmm. Where does segregation happen? Or mm -hmm. actually desegregation? In the military, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about where... Um, where everyone is treated relatively equal. And, and I say this at a, at a very broad stroke, okay? Mm -hmm. The military, right? I get mm -hmm. paid the same amount as my male counterpart because mm -hmm. if there isn't a male paycheck scale over here, female paycheck, no, it's not. It's 
-hmm. If this is what you are for your rank, this is what you are for your rank, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, and oh, by the way, in 2016, they opened up every single opportunity and position across the military. So every mm -hmm. combat arms position, what am I talking about? Navy SEALs, special operations, rangers, all of that, that was open to women. So mm -hmm. every position there is in the military, it is completely open. Mm -hmm. And when I say the military, the military, you should look at it as a doorway of opportunity. When you mm -hmm. go through that doorway, you come out as a changed person. You come out mm -hmm. with discipline, with the mm -hmm. ability to have skills mm -hmm. and education. Here's a, mm -hmm. here's a known fact. You're trying to figure out how to pay for college. The United mm -hmm. States Army is the biggest scholarship producing entity. Mm -hmm. Biggest. Mm -hmm. Right. Again, you don't have to do 20, do four. Mm -hmm. Right. Find a way to pay for your education. Mm -hmm. And here's something else. You're going to be part of something bigger and better than yourself. A tribe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The title veteran is not mm -hmm. given. It's mm -hmm. earned. Mm -hmm. And you will learn things about yourself that you will mm -hmm. never have learned anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And you will be so proud of what you've accomplished on the backside. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But trust me, it is mm -hmm. well worth it coming through on the other side. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. But the truth is no organization is. Mm -hmm. but the defense of our country the protection mm -hmm. of our country. And here's the thing, mm -hmm. everyone gets mm -hmm. this, you know, I wouldn't say everyone, but I think some people need to remember, right? Mm -hmm. It isn't the person that sits in the White House. Mm -hmm. right? Maybe he, and maybe one day we'll say she, the commander mm -hmm. in chief, right? That, that's who sits mm -hmm. over the executive branch and that's where the military falls under. It isn't, mm -hmm. that is not the person we swear the allegiance to, right? Mm -hmm. If you ever listen to the oath that we take, mm -hmm. it is the oath to the constitution of the United mm -hmm. States mm -hmm. to swear and to defend that constitution, not a person, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. a thought process, the constitution. Mm -hmm. And that constitution has been a beacon of freedom mm -hmm. to millions of people. In fact, billions of people around mm -hmm. the world, mm -hmm. right? I can't think of another country in the world that people are dying to get into mm -hmm. definitely yeah um yeah thank you for highlighting that um i think uh diversity equity and inclusion um are some things that uh, every workplace needs to think about um and i feel like uh, the things that you mentioned um uh, people can take away things that they can do in terms of pay in terms of opening positions up in terms of um, you know showcasing and and bringing in people from every zip code and every sort of community as well um you know um one thing that sort of uh, hit me as well was like what are some conversations about the military and mental health that are not happening as of today um you know I, can you talk a little bit from that standpoint and like how can we sort of improve you know having more questions and what kind of questions can we be asking to sort of you know help navigate these sort of challenges that we're facing as of today yeah yeah thank you for asking that so you know i i, I mentioned earlier at the beginning of our conversation that the military community is type a alpha aggressive type personalities 
you know, not to say that every single person in the military is like that, right? But mm -hmm. a majority, right? For, for a lot of reasons, right? But that's just kind of naturally how we are, our operations, thrill seekers, and all kinds of other reasons. However, mm -hmm. uh, what I will tell you is that, and I, what I really got to understand in my story mm -hmm. is that we lack enough resources to assist within our community. Mm -hmm. And and let me paint this picture clearly mm -hmm. so that your listeners understand when I say we lack resources. Mm -hmm. So here I am, lieutenant colonel in the military. That's a mm -hmm. very high-ranking officer mm -hmm. in the structure. But mm -hmm. just so that your listeners understand, there's not a lot of lieutenant colonels in the military, right? Majority mm -hmm. of the military is made up of E5 and below, which is the enlisted side. So the military is mm -hmm. a very diamond shape right? Heavy mm -hmm. on the bottom, um, junior enlisted rank, right? And you, mm -hmm. you get less and less as you go up towards the top. Mm -hmm. And, and for that, for rightly so, right? You, you need more people to do the work and less, and mm -hmm. less, you know, leaders, right? For, for a reason. Mm -hmm. With that being mm -hmm. said, when I got where I am and I asked for help and I was calling out and calling resources, a lot of these mm -hmm. resources said, I know exactly who you are, Olivia, because I, I, I amassed a notoriety. If you follow mm -hmm. me like, on social media, I created podcasts on behalf of the army. People knew me. They said, mm -hmm. and Olivia, I would love to help you, but I don't even know if I can help you in six months. Really best case is a, is a year. Mm -hmm. They're tapped out. Mm -hmm. And here I am thinking, I don't even know if I have six days left in me. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about literally going down the, the staircases here, right? And mm -hmm. executing one of my three weld out laid plans on ending it mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me you might be able to help me in a year. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm a Lieutenant Colonel in the army. I, I've made it to the top, right? I mm -hmm. understand. I also have a type of personality where I'm not going to take no. Mm -hmm. And I understand no is not an answer. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, I, I mentioned majority of the military is down at that junior enlisted rank. Also, mm -hmm. they're younger too. They're gonna mm -hmm. accept no. Mm -hmm. And because they're gonna accept no, mm -hmm. this is why we have 22 a day. Other people would say 44 a day committing suicide within the military. Mm -hmm. You probably heard this, right? 22 a day committing suicide. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and we've got to change that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just resources from a mental health perspective, but it's also, you know, when a service member makes a call, who are they calling? Mm -hmm. Right. Because of that stigma, right? What mm -hmm. number or location can they go to? Where, where can they drive to? Mm -hmm. And then here, here's the other part. It's, our healthcare system, mm -hmm. right? Our healthcare system is not a type of system where we could just walk into a doctor's office and see our mm -hmm. doctor readily and easily, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. kind of a bureaucratic system. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it takes a long time to see our doc. Mm -hmm. and, and when you're, um, when you have trauma and you're, and you're at the end of your rope, that's mm -hmm. not the situation that you should be in. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're in that type of 
situation, you need effective care. You need mm -hmm. someone dedicated to you in terms of someone consistent who knows your story. And here's mm -hmm. the thing. I don't, I may have a doctor that's assigned to me, but I don't see the same doctor every single time I go in. Mm -hmm. so I can't even tell you my doctor's name. So it's funny. Every time I go somewhere and I got to fill out paperwork, who's your doctor? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. Joe, mm -hmm. Jane, because mm -hmm. I don't see the same doctor. And, mm -hmm. and, and here's the thing. Let me highlight to you why that's such a big deal. Because mm -hmm. every single time I have mm -hmm. something that's going on, and if I'm in a traumatic situation or or I'm, you know, uh, let's make it simple, flaring up, right? And I'm in mm -hmm. this crisis mode and, and everything's being activated, right? Mm -hmm. And I need help in that moment. And if I could explain mm -hmm. my whole entire traumatic situation, and I'm mm -hmm. reliving what is traumatizing me right now, but mm -hmm. I got to tell you the whole entire story all over again. And I'm doing this mm -hmm. over and over and over. I'm reliving mm -hmm. the horrific moments in my life time mm -hmm. and time and time again. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're asking veterans who's already living this nightmare in their mm -hmm. own head. And now you're asking them to verbalize it constantly. Like we've got to do better. Mm -hmm. And so then you're talking about, so the effective way, a lot of times, you know, uh, they're saying, well, we'll just medicate you. Mm -hmm. Medication isn't always the answer, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's got to be other modalities to treat mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And so all, what ends up happening is to get us from one place to another, they're just like, we'll mm -hmm. just medicate you until we can mm -hmm. get you somewhere else. Because again, mm -hmm. when I say lack of resources, there's not enough providers. There's not mm -hmm. enough. There's not enough places to go. There's not enough people on the other end of the line mm -hmm. when we're in crisis for someone to pick mm -hmm. up, who understands mm -hmm. us. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so we are at a junction point in our lives in that, in that military community, active guard, reserve and veterans mm -hmm. who really need the civilian population to understand that we are on a crisis point. And when I say we need your help, we need mm -hmm. legislation cleared. We need, mm -hmm. we need money, right? Mm -hmm. We need providers. We mm -hmm. need um, understanding. Uh, mm -hmm. We we need a whole community effort. And mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers, mm -hmm. but I know that there are people that are passionate in wanting to do this. Um, mm -hmm. And we all need to come to the table. And here's mm -hmm. the other thing understanding this right it all starts here in the brain mm -hmm. and that takes time and effort and money mm -hmm. and we know for a fact that the military community has probably the highest percentage of traumatic brain injury i mean mm -hmm. that that shouldn't be a light bulb moment right, right. <laughs> but i think a lot of people do go what I right mean, come on let's think about it we're mm -hmm. combat mm -hmm. or not even you have to be in combat but if you think about what we do for a living we're, mm -hmm. we're around a lot of big things that go boom, whether it's in mm -hmm. training or in combat, those things that mm -hmm. go boom shakes your brain. Mm -hmm. Well, when it shakes your brain, you get traumatic brain injury, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We've majority of us don't get our, our, our minds mapped, our brains mapped to actually effectively show us how much of our brain has been affected by that. Mm -hmm. Let, let me give you an example to your to your listeners mm -hmm. of something that I just recently got to understand. Mm 
and mm-hmm. and it made me so angry mm-hmm. and emotional. Just I haven't even started, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. So let me paint this picture about about how important this is. So uh, most of your listeners probably had an MRI done somewhere in their life or sometime in their mm-hmm. life, right? That machine mm-hmm. that you go into, right? Mm-hmm. And MRI, magnetic resonating image. Mm-hmm. And the and the that machine is is calculated and talked about from a Tesla, right? Tesla mm-hmm. as in as in not the car, right? But the right. car's named after the actual guy that, right. it, that the the scientist, right? Tesla. Right. Mm-hmm. And so most machines in America is a Tesla one, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it talks about the and when I'm talking about the Tesla one, it, mm-hmm. it's the it's the magnetic, right? The, mm-hmm. And most hospitals have a Tesla magnetic resonating level one. That's the, mm-hmm. the the amount of magnets and all this other stuff. And I'm sure if like those that are like in the in the health industry that are listening or that are really geeking out, I'm probably like missing some of this, right? But mm-hmm. for the most part, like they have a one, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it does its job. If you're mm-hmm. lucky, your hospital might have like a level three Tesla level three, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that means it's got more magnets, stronger. Well, what does that right. relate to? It means the more magnets, the stronger means the image is going to be clearer, right? So, mm-hmm. so let's 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 dumb it down for those that don't understand. It's like talking right. about an iPhone seven mm-hmm. versus an iPhone thirteen. That's what we're talking right. about, right? So we're talking about right. the, the cameras in them, right? So right. everyone tracking <laughs> with me now, okay? So most hospitals have a one. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. you might have a three. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Some of the researching hospitals or locations might have a five, Mm -hmm. right? So we're getting better here. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. there's going to be one location that's getting a 10. Mm -hmm. A research location. It's only one of its kind in the whole entire world. It's being built. Mm -hmm. A 10. Mm -hmm. Telling you, most have a one. This is getting Mm -hmm. a 10. Right. And mm-hmm. I think a couple locations might even have a seven, I think. Like mm-hmm. very rare. I think I think there's a couple like two locations, two or three locations might actually have a seven out there. One mm-hmm. location is actually getting a 10, mm-hmm. right? To do research, which we need this, right? We need we need research to better understand the brain. Mm-hmm. Right. So so we're now talking like iPhone 15 that hasn't even been built yet, right? Woo. Okay. <laughs> So I'm thinking I'm in the DC area, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest constant, one of the biggest concentration of military. And we've got a lot of research around here and mm-hmm. one of the best military hospitals, joint hospitals, man, our, it, we got to have, we, I bet you the MRI machines that I've been going in and out of, cause I've had a lot of MRIs done lately. Cause I've got a lot of injuries. I bet you it's gotta be at least a three. It's gotta be at mm-hmm. least a three, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I asked the other day, Mm-hmm. What is this MRI machine? Mm-hmm. I, he had to tell me it was going to be three. One. Then mm-hmm. I asked this other hospital. Mm-hmm. What is theirs? I'm not going to tell you what hospital the location that was, but mm-hmm. I just told you I'm in the DC area, right? You can mm-hmm. probably figure out what hospitals I'm talking about. You would think mm-hmm. that they won. And I've yet to have my mind mapped out. 
Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, and that's what I'm and and and, and I as I was standing there, mm-hmm. right. So here's the background information I know about the machines I'm going through. I'm standing here at this location, and mm-hmm. they're telling me they're about to get a ten. It's not a military location. I mm-hmm. was angry and started crying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we know by population. Mm-hmm. The military community has taken the biggest hits to their head. It is also mm-hmm. the largest community that's dying because of things that are going on in here, in their head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Service to their nation. Mm-hmm. Right? We're talking 22 a day, and they're saying that's really low ball. We're probably talking 44 a day. 44 a day, veterans are taking their lives because we can't understand what is going on in here. Mm-hmm. And we haven't mapped their minds we're not effectively helping them. We don't have enough resources, treatment facilities, caregivers. We're, uh, they may not have medication, or if we have, we're giving them too much medication. The list goes mm-hmm. on, right? Mm-hmm. And I went through a level one machine. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. When we talk about the brain, the reason why mm-hmm. level one isn't cutting the mustard, and what I mm-hmm. learned when I was standing there at that place that, that was talking about, this amazing machine that 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 they're about to receive is that mm-hmm. it's the frontal lobe and then back here at the bottom part that's what they need to see that is the part mm-hmm. of the brain that they mm-hmm. clearly need to be able to see to start researching and understanding to be mm-hmm. able to effectively start saying what do we need to see in that part to mm-hmm. to, to do something to change to get after what mm-hmm. treatment What modalities? Mm -hmm. What do we need to understand in that gray space to do Mm -hmm. better? Mm -hmm. Because one can't really see it. It's fuzzy. Mm -hmm. It's a blurred. It's blurry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man. Mm -hmm. And that. And that crushed me. Mm -hmm. And I know that I am not nearly as wounded or ill or hurt as some of my friends Mm -hmm. or others that, that I don't even know that are in my community. And that was devastating for me. And I Mm -hmm. hope that me, while that's a long explanation, I hope that your listeners understand that we've got to be able to move and, and just and synergize the efforts that are out there. I truly believe at the bottom, the every fiber of my book of my being truly believes that that there are people that are passionate that want to do something, but they're just misaligned. I think the mm-hmm. money is there. I think the mm-hmm. people are there. I think the smart people are there. Like all like the brainiacs are out there. The research is out there. The money is out there. The people are out there. They're just not aligned in the right direction. They're just they just don't know it. And I and I don't know how to get the right people in the right place at the right time. But mm-hmm. I just, it, it's not going to be government that's going to get this done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be private equity firms. It's going to be it's citizens. It's going to be the two communities getting together mm-hmm. and getting it done. And they're going to get it done faster. If we wait on the government, it's just, it's going to take forever. And we don't have time, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to say this again, 44 a day. And mm-hmm. And this is the work that I am passionate about. This is the legacy that I want to leave behind. Mm-hmm. What are we doing to drive change, moving that needle effectively together when we talk about the term mental health, right? Mm-hmm. What is the positive direction that we're doing that when mm-hmm. we move that needle 
that we're changing mm -hmm. the way in which how we shine the light on mental health, how mm -hmm. we are breaking the silence around mental health, how we're ending mm -hmm. the stigma around mental health, mm -hmm. and how we are changing the narrative around mental health. And for me, it's about the military community. Mm -hmm. It, it, that's where I grew up for the last 20 years of my life, my adult life, right? And I fought mm -hmm. a war. Mm -hmm. And so that is that is where my heart is. My heart is with the military community. Mm -hmm. And I've lost a ton of friends at war, and I'm losing mm -hmm. a ton more coming home. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. fighting a war in their head. Mm -hmm. We got to do something about it. Yeah, that was uh, was strong and powerful, and 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 sometimes I uh, feel like language cannot communicate at times the passion, the energy, the loss, um, the difficulty, um, the trauma that we face. Um, thank you for highlighting those things. Um, uh, and I can talk about this and I know you can talk about this for hours, but, you know, uh, I just wanted to, you know, get, uh, you know, I, I want to be a little more inclusive. So, you know, uh, if somebody who is from the Korean American community is listening in, like, ha, ha, you know, what would you tell them like to make them feel more included? And, you know, one thing that I've done is like ask people to say things that they say to themselves when they're anxious when they're panicked, when they're feeling overwhelmed, right? What do you do? Um, and I've, I've preferred people to do it in their local language because that's what I want to do. But, you know, it's fine if you can, you know, uh, if you can say it out loud in English as well. So, yeah. I think for me, it's, you know, um, because I've, I, while I'm very prideful of my culture and who I am and, you know, I see myself as, as a Korean, I think, you know, what I... What I'm probably what I identify the most is just because I've I've operated in such a dynamic, diverse world. You know how for me, really, it's it's about embracing who you are, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, living through all of this, you know, and, and coming to grips with who I am, right? You know, having a hard time and in, in, in embracing who I am. You know, being picked on as a kid and and um. It, going through combat arms in the military as being often the only woman and just all of that, right? At the end of the day, sitting here, you know, having just celebrated my 45th birthday, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's it's be you, be authentically you. And it's mm -hmm. not the perfect you, mm -hmm. right? Celebrate who you are. Mm -hmm. and And this is hard. This is the next part I'm going to say. This is the hardest thing, especially as an mm -hmm. Asian, mm -hmm. right? Loving yourself and putting up the necessary boundaries that you need to for yourself mm -hmm. and accepting yourself exactly the way you are. Mm -hmm. Never mind what your family wants from you. Mm-hmm. And that is an ongoing process. I, I like that is something that I struggle with. I'm what I didn't share earlier is that I'm also the firstborn. 
right? I'm mm -hmm. the oldest daughter. I am the oldest grandchild. So I have a huge responsibility in my family. So mm -hmm. that's very tough for me. And that's something I have to like say to myself all the time that I had mm -hmm. to coming out on this back end, I had to create boundaries for myself. And that's mm -hmm. caused some friction with my, you know, Asian family They're They weren't used to that, but I mm -hmm. had to do that and they've learned to mm -hmm. adjust. And, mm -hmm. But that's what you have to do, which goes back to mental health. It goes back to giving self permission to mm -hmm. yourself to give yourself permission to put yourself first so that you mm -hmm. can help others. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, I, in the past, I've asked people to summarize the conversation, but I don't think I want to do that because, <laughs> like, in, because, like, I want people to listen in, and if they want to listen in, let them listen in to the entire conversation. Um, because, um, uh, uh, Yeah, because it's just hard and um, I feel like people need to recognize that it's hard to have these conversations and yeah, I, I just want to leave it at that. No, it is, right? It absolutely 100% is. Um, it's never easy, right? There are some days that I can methodically have these conversations and say it. You know, I've shared, you know, countless times, there are times that I can get through the story and talk about how, you know, I've been assaulted and how I wanted to end my life and just kind of tell it in a story and not be emotional. And there are times that I can't even get through it without breaking down. Right. Because um, it is hard. It's 100% hard. Yeah. Uh, thank you for taking the time. And um I hope people get inspired to ask for help um, and uh, realizing that, you know, their voice is being heard and they feel that just sense of comfort, even if they can't ask for help, they can just listen in to the conversation. So. No, thank you. Thank you for the chance to share. Um, just quickly, you know, if you need help, 988. And if you're in the military community, 988, option one. And if you need help, uh, uh, one of my favorite resources is the Headstrong Project. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.